With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, thank you for joining us for another Wednesday episode of the Pump Your Breaks podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Kevin Tate, sitting here with the other co-host. My triple, triple OG, triple OG homie, whatever big name Big G just made up and gave me, Shannon yep. White. Yep. The other homie, actually a homie from the homie podcast, the little fella, Big G, the oxymoron. What's up, gentlemen? What's cracker lacking tape, man? I'm ready to get this thing pumping. It's T minus and whatever. It's time. To, it's go time. 53-man rosters cutting, coming, last preseason game. It's time to go. Let's go. That's why that, That's why I, I, I revved the engine up, man, because it's go time. It's go time. What's up with you, Shannon? How you doing, man? <clears throat> I'm doing great. I've been looking forward to this all day. Man, you must you you, you must be able to be ready to drop some nuggets you've been waiting on, looking for, and waiting on it all day, all day, all day. Hey, <laughs> hey man, hey man, the triple OG, triple triple. He's always ready to roll, dog. The triple triple, he ready to go. Let's go, trip. <laughs> Let's do what we do, man. Okay, what's up to everybody in the live chat? Let's. Let's get it started just by shout, shouting out some of you guys. Claude, per usual, Wes Hickok, Afton. What's that? Is that still, Mc, still McBeeman? Yeah. Yeah, still McBeeman in the yeah. house. What's cracking? I was, quest- I was questioning my glasses. Matt Smith, everybody in the live chat, what's, what's crack-a-lacking, as Big G would say? Yes, sir. All right, fellas. Well, we got a few topics to talk about, man. The first thing we're going to talk about is what we want to know from from Steeler Nation in the live chat. Already, there's some talk about it. You can think so or not think so. If you, I guess, if you think a first round rookie is supposed to start immediately, and he don't doesn't start or doesn't win that position positional yeah. battle, that he's a bust. Let's remember, Kenny Pickett didn't start to. Was it game five last year he started? Four. 
Game four, game four. Well, he started game five. Right, started game five. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Came in game four against the Jets. Yeah. But who we going to talk about today is one first-round draft pick. We only had one this year, so you know who we're talking about. Yes, sir. One Broderick Jones. Yeah. yeah what yeah. do you guys think about Broderick Jones? Shannon, you go first. Tell us what you think. Are you, I mean, is, is he not meeting your expectations yet? Well, earlier in the day when me and you started discussing this topic, I wanted to kind of gauge the community's thoughts about him <clears throat> because when he was drafted, I kept hearing certain parameters whether he was going to be a success or not. And one of them was if he's the first round pick that they moved up into the top 15 to get, then he has to start to be considered a successful selection. I don't know if they meant at some point this rookie season or to start his rookie season. To me, he's not been a bust in any way. Uh, he has been everything that I thought he would be. It could be. He's just a little raw, and his run blocking is, you know, light years ahead of his pass blocking at this time. And right. he, he's give up uh, a sack in both games where I think he just truly got beat, but it's a little bit of technique issue. And I think that's easily going to be, he'll be able to clean that up. No problem because his intensity, his athleticism, uh, all everything about him screams starting left tackle for a decade in the NFL. So I just think that I wanted to kind of gauge the community's opinion because I kept hearing that statement made and reading it, that if he doesn't start, then he will be a disappointment. And I also want to see what y'all had to think about it. No doubt about it, Shannon, man. I This this is the, this is the conversation. This is the truth, truth of the matter. The issue is probably in most opportunities or most places he'd have a chance to start. But the issue has been the effort of Dan Moore. Yeah. Dan Moore has put in time, energy, effort, working on his body, working on his technique. He came to play this year at camp. So the deal was, in any other situation, you run the, 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 the guy out there because he's the first round draft pick. But in this scenario, you don't do it because the guy that was there knew he was on alert and it was either time to play or time to go. Mm-hmm. So he didn't want to get cut. He didn't want to get traded. He didn't want none of that stuff going down. So Dan Moore was like, you're not taking my spot, bro. Mm-hmm. You're going to come in here and earn it, which, again, iron sharpens iron. So you get these guys that are in there fighting for a position, and the effort of Dan Moore has solidified the left tackle for now. Now, up the road, does he take it? Maybe, maybe not. We'll see what happens. But Dan Morris has an outstanding preseason, outstanding offseason, yeah. and I think he's ready to go at left tackle. So I, I'd, I'd rather have two than one, and we definitely got two. Yep. Well, yeah, I agree with both of you guys. I mean, I don't think Dan Moore – I mean, I don't think Broderick Jones is, is a bust or a failure. I mean, the raw talent is there. He Out this, this 2023 draft, um, you had Paris Johnson and you had the kid from Northwestern, Dorowski. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, those guys were rated really high. I mean, 
I think Roger Jones was, was maybe ranked the third tackle by a lot of people. Yeah. But he has the best, the highest ceiling, the best upside, right? Yeah. Facts. So, Facts. so he only he only started 19 games in Georgia. He started the tail end of the first national championship season, and then he started all the games last season in in, in at Georgia. Correct. So I mean, I think I think there's a lot to work with there. You don't have to rush him there. I mean, Dan mm-hmm. Moore did Dan Moore did step his game up big time. Yeah. yeah. He worked during the offseason, worked diligently and hard. Yeah. And he changed his body. He's mm-hmm. leaner now. He's probably his footwork is probably gonna be better because he, he's leaner and more athletic. The build is. So I like that. What I think happens is I do think at some point, just just because Broderick Jones is higher pedigree. I think yeah. some, maybe maybe like after the bye or sometime in the second half of the season, Broderick Jones starts. But I do think – I know the Steelers like Chooks, but I do think next year they will probably move Dan Moore to to right tackle and yeah. save some money on Chooks and then have a young a young guy in Dan Moore and a young guy in Broderick Jones being both the, both the bookie and tackles for the team. <clears throat> That, that's how I that's how I see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But take what a what a great problem to have. The great problem to have is that we got two guys. We mm-hmm. all know how long the season is, man. Now, you know, we're hoping that nobody we get no injuries, but the reality of that is that we're gonna have an injury here or there. There's gonna get a guy banged up, a guy hurt, something's gonna happen. So it's a luxury to have a rookie first round talent that is not a bust sitting in the chamber. Just in case you got to flip Dan Moore to the right, because Chooks has an injury and slide him in at left or vice versa. Mm-hmm. This kid's ready to go. So, like I said, I'd much rather have two than one. And left tackle is a hard position to have in the NFL, without a shadow of a doubt. And then we got two. And there's the motivational factor when yeah. it comes to a core fork. Because a lot of times, one of the things that frustrated me about a core fork is that he wasn't. He didn't have the intensity uh, to, you know, sustain his block through the whole play and yeah. and try to pancake his guy. Last year we seen him for the first time jump on a guy after he blocked him and got yeah. him on the ground. And I think he got a penalty even. But, but I like that intensity and playing through the whistle. And this should only motivate him even more, knowing that he his seat could be a little warm if he don't perform. That's, that's yeah, I, I I definitely think Chooks Chooks is, 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 is has has developed into and turned himself into a really good a really good right tackle. He yeah. was going to be the left tackle before Zach Banner got hurt a couple years ago, and they just threw Dan Moore left and moved Chooks to right. Um, I think Chooks is more of a finesse player, and I think the new identity of the Steelers and Andy Andy Wheel, I think they want Road Raiders up front. Yeah, they they want guys that's going. Block through the whistle, through the whistle, and be 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 kind of be be kind of a nasty offensive line. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if you if you know Trent Williams, I know Trent Williams from when he was out here with the with the Washington Redskins at the time. Seen him out a few times, talked to him. He's a nasty dude, man. Even even not even playing football, <laughs> he's right. a nasty dude. Yeah, yeah, and he's huge. That's so I right. think I think they want that type of mentality. With this, with this new new wave offensive line, I think, I think that's, I think that's what they're doing. Yeah, without a shot of a doubt, say. So yeah, 
So okay, so we we all agree on that. So now let's let's analyze, break down uh, tomorrow night's game. Tomorrow night's game, I believe, is supposed to be played on NFL Network. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Does it come on? Is is it the eight o'clock game? Seven thirty, I think. Seven thirty. Yep. Okay. Seven thirty. Seven thirty kickoff. Yep. Okay. So we're going down to the ATL, Big G. Yes, sir. I wonder if Pay going to the game. Pay down there in the ATL. We should we 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 should send him live. You know, is he live. in hot Atlanta? That's where he's at. Oh, he's I didn't a, know that. Yeah, yeah he's, ATL. He's, ATL. he's a Chicago ATL. boy. Moved to Atlanta about three or four years ago. But yeah, he's in Atlanta. So let's talk about the game. I don't even know if Atlanta plans on playing the starters, but I think Atlanta because. The Steelers are gonna play starters at least for a little bit, right? That's that's what that's what Tomlin said, right? Yeah, that's the plan as of today. Yes, sir. So we went in there and we beat them last year. I think was Marcus Mariota still the quarterback last year? Yes. Yeah, he started. He yeah. Okay, well he's he's since moved to Philly to back up Jalen Hurts, but I think Atlanta Atlanta proposed proposes an intriguing in, intriguing challenges. With their skill position players. Yeah, definitely. They have a lot of good skill skill position players. We're mm-hmm. looking at a graphic with Kyle Pitts, Drake London, the recently drafted Bijan Robinson, the backup quarterback, Taylor Heineke. He's a solid backup. Yeah. And Desmond Ritter's gonna go ahead and start. But like so, just just match up base with these players we see on the screen. Let me just get it started. I like to see how the Steelers hold up in the run game against Bijan Robinson and the and the, the ILBs, the off-ball linebackers can cover him and Kyle Pitts. And I want to see Joey Porter Jr. match up with Drake London. Oh, good call. What what what, what are you guys thinking about? Well, the first thing, the first okay. thing that I want to see is it's time for Najee to get it going. Yep. So I want to see Najee in this first. He ain't got to play, but maybe the first two drives. Mm-hmm. But I need Najee to get like seven carries for like 50-some yards, make a guy look retarded, either truck by truck sticking him or juking him, and be ready to roll. Because I think that's the only thing from an offensive standpoint that's been from a, hesitance, a hesitancy. Because, and I'm going to talk about this later on, we might have the second coming of Maurice Jones, Drew, and Jalen Moore. We might have the second coming. This kid is ready to roll. So if Najee goes out and he handles his business, I ain't worried about nobody else on offense. Fire move, Darnell Washington, uh, 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 Austin, Robinson, Deontay Johnson, Pickens, we're ready to go. The line's ready to go. So I just need Najee to come and do his thing. And I want to see him punish Atlanta. Like, let's just let's just hand the ball off four straight times, hit him for like 40-something yards, and score. <laughs> you know, and then Najee get up and look around and be like, okay, now everybody on the squad is ready to go for game one and week one. That's what I'm looking for. You, Shannon, go, bro. It's on you. I'm sorry. Yeah, Shannon. Okay, man. Yeah, I, I agree totally, Big G. Uh, I wanted to kind of see it last week, uh, but Najee didn't really play, and and Warren hit the hit sixty-two yarders. They didn't get a chance. 
to establish the running game and show what they can do because they scored so fast. So uh, I agree. I'd like to see Harris get multiple carries in that first quarter if they play two drives or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I want to see them. That that long run by Warren was as beautifully blocked uh, outside zone that you will ever see. In a long time. People miss the fact that Samalu and Daniels not only hit their initial chip, but got to the second level and sure turned both inside linebackers, and that gave Warren that lane. Yep. And and then we've seen Deontay Johnson blocking downfield. Yep. So it's a group effort, and that's the only real question mark is how much has this offensive line really improved, which we know it has with Somalu, but yep. we want to see it. Yep. And that will we'll feel better about week one against the 49ers if Harris can establish something in that first quarter. Yeah. Agree. You mutate. Man, I gotta stop doing that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know what both of you guys did? What's that? You you took Agreed? the train. You took yeah, with each other to take the train <laughs> off train off the tracks. <laughs> I asked you about matchups with these players that's up here. What 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 intrigues you? Is it the is it the linebackers guarding Robinson? Because Robinson's a great pass catcher. He's he's yeah. he's a, he's an all around back. As, as a rookie, he he should do a. He's probably favored to win Officer Rookie of the Year. I would bet. Yeah, maybe I got a guy, but keep keep going. <laughs> but yeah, no, be him and Pitts with the inside linebackers, Drake yeah. London, Joey Porter. The defense, you know, Desmond Richards, a young quarterback. Why he's in there? Do we confuse him? Do we do we do a little something that we still keep it really hundred percent vanilla and don't even unleash ten percent? What do you guys think about those things? It's got to be vanilla because, believe it or not, from a personnel standpoint, the Atlanta Falcons look just like the San Francisco 49ers in a lot of ways. They got a good tight end like Kyle Pitts and the Matthews <laughs> Kittle. They got an outside big old body wide receiver like Debo Samuel with Jake Drake London. And everybody knows the 49ers is going to run that football. They're going to run that pill. So with McCaffrey or with the backup, they run it. So, and they got Bijan Robinson where the question is, is that Brock Purdy and Desmond Ritter, that's the, that's the issue. So I think the Steelers keep it vanilla, but I think they're going to show in a basic vanilla defense that they can shut down Atlanta starters on starters. I don't look for Atlanta to score. I'm just being honest. Starters on starters, I don't think Atlanta gets in the end zone. Now they might get a field goal, but I don't think they get in the end zone. That's that's just what I see from from what Pittsburgh's defense is going to do. Pittsburgh's got a lot of defensive defensive uh, chess pieces that makes it ugly, man. You know, guys is all over the place, and I. But I think you just might see a little bit of Alexander running a lot with that first team, and you might see Neil in the game just because the matchup issue with Pitts. But outside of that, man, I ain't worried about Atlanta. You know, we gonna be in and out, be up fourteen nothing, ten nothing, real fast. Get pull the starters and let's move on to San Francisco. Well, I, I hope that you're right, Big G. I really do because I like the sound of that. I like the games that I can just relax and, and watch and see who's you know standing out and who's going to maybe make his fifty three and not to have to worry about it. Uh, trying to come back at the end of the game. Uh, even if it is preseason, I don't like to lose. But I, yeah. I agreed with everything that Tate said yeah. about the matchups he wanted to see. Uh, I do think that the 
Falcons are similar in their skill set with the 49ers, especially yeah. with Mariota gone and yeah. Ritter as the starting quarterback because he can run, but he's not as mobile as Mariota was. So I would like to see – Tomlin's already said they're game planning this week. A little bit. Now, they're not going to show everything. They're not going to play their hand, but they are game planning some. So we're going to see a little bit. I think we might see a little bit of that press coverage. Yeah. That we've been Possibly. looking for. Because yeah. if they're game planning, that's the time to do it. You know, everybody talks about Joey Porter Jr.'s interception on Saturday. To me, the press coverage against Stefan Diggs yeah. on that first series of the game. Yeah. Uh, to me, that impressed me. That's yeah. that he could do that every time. That that's getting interceptions can be fluky, but that press coverage, man, that's his ability. That's his wheelhouse, and that excited me. Yeah, agreed. Agreed for sure, Shannon. Tape boy, fresh. Okay. You cool? uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think uh, I agree with you guys that that the, the, the offensive similarities and the, the structure of the offense is similar in what Kyle Shanahan does and Arthur Smith does. Yeah. Um they, you know, they 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 want to run the ball first and foremost. Yeah. They got they got young quarterbacks in there both in their second year that yep. they don't want to make mistakes. They got big play tight end with Kittle and Kyle Pitts, like you said, Big G. The comparisons are are really, really quite quite valid so this, this is a good this is a good dress rehearsal to go into that september 10th game against the 49ers facts absolutely so, so before we go to break one one more thing um and we're just gonna have these these guys right here we have we have an image up of Braden Fuoco louder milk Armand Watts Chandon Sullivan, Elijah Wiley, Riley, and Trey Norwood. So, of these guys, which, any of these guys need to have a big game to make the team? Any of these guys not going to make the team? What do you think about these guys in specific? Well, you know, we talked a little bit about this off air for sure, Tate, man. Out of the those six guys that are pictured on my 53-man roster, final cut list for the Pittsburgh Steelers, I have 24 offensive players, 26 defensive players, and I have all six of those guys making the lineup, making the 53-man roster. I think that they've all proved it. I think specifically the defensive linemen have had outstanding uh, preseason. I like the DB's effort, but the defensive linemen have definitely had a, a great preseason. So I look for all those guys to make it. But if, if you're saying, okay, if there's a guy that's on the fence – Maybe, maybe hey, the defensive back. Hey, maybe. Shannon, Shannon. Yes. Before Big G goes too far again, had to, had to, you, you know what I had to do? <laughs> had to, had to pump his brakes so you can get in. So what, what, what do you think, Shannon? Do you agree with him that all six of these guys make it? No, uh, the two guys that I'm predicting to be cut, uh, that were received quite a bit of playing time last year. One of them is Trey Norwood. Uh, oh. Norwood, I was hoping that he had fully recovered. Once he had fully recovered from that knee injury at Oklahoma, that he would get back some of the speed he lost. 
uh, from his freshman and sophomore seasons in college to his what he timed it, you know, to combat. But he never has gotten his speed back. And last year he got torched. Uh, last two years actually, he got torched on some long touchdowns where he just he just wasn't competitive yeah. because of that lack of speed. I, I think there's better options this year. Uh, Elijah Riley, uh, who can play slot or safety, uh, just like Norwood. Uh, he's stronger. He's bigger. He's faster. And I think he's going to take Trey Norwood's position. And as I said last week, uh, I still believe that Montrevious Adams is – they tried him last week uh, against uh, the Bills at defensive end, which is his natural position. But I think it was a little too little too late. And I don't think he's going to make this 53-man roster. Good call, Shannon. Good call. I can so, see if any two, so, I can see those two. So of this list, who 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 on this list doesn't make it? Norwood. Norwood is mm-hmm. all. Yeah. I would say Norwood. I, I for sure, for sure. If anybody doesn't make it, Norwood. So you got you got you got Chandon Sullivan and, and Riley both making it? Yeah, as yes. far as defensive backs. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you got, sure. so the other cornerbacks, if those two, if those two make it, uh huh. You obviously got uh, Pat P. Yeah. You got Levi Wallace. Yep. You got Joey Porter Jr. So that's yep. five with those two. Who's the sixth guy? Is there or is there only five corners? No, six. James Spear. Yep. That's who I got. I got James Patrick Peter. Peterson, Levi Wallace, Joey Porter Jr., Elijah Riley, Sullivan, and James Pierre. That's mm-hmm. my six. Okay. And how many safeties? Four. Mika Fitzpatrick, KZ, Neil, and Miles Kennebrew. You agree with that, Shannon? Um, let's see. Fitzpatrick, Kazee, Neil, Killebrew. Man, Robinson's had a strong camp. I like but, Robinson. Huh? I like Robinson. Yeah, I like him. He, he's had a strong camp, and he's graded out high on special teams. Yeah. In both preseason games, but Killebrew is the special teams captain. He's, he's that good, especially. So, yeah, I agree. I, I think you're going to stick with four because, remember, I consider Riley a safety cornerback hybrid. So you could get yep. away with four safeties. Yep. Yep. That's it. That's the move, Shannon. <clears throat> okay. Okay. I like, I, like, I like what I'm hearing. So one more before we go to break. This, this has been, it's been chatter about this all week, right? So – Kenny Pickett nicknamed his backfield Thunder and Lightning. Yeah. Yeah. Because because Jalen Warren had the one big run last week against Buffalo. Yeah. Everybody's saying he should be RB1. Mm-hmm. Now, so, Shane, I'm going to come to you. Either make the case for Warren being RB1 or make the case for Najee being RB1. Okay, first off, <clears throat> I do not like Thunder and Lightning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh I think if anything, it should be Smash and Dash. Oh, I like that. Uh, new. Yeah, and and I think that that fits their styles and personalities better. I think Thunder Lightning was Brandon Jacobs and Tiki Barber for the Giants exactly. years ago. Yeah, I think that this whole discussion about Warren should be starting over 
Harris is ridiculous. Uh, not that not taking anything from away from Warren, uh, but we got to give due respect to Najee Harris and the beating that that man took, especially as a rookie. Yep, playing through a foot injury with a steel plate in his shoe during the first half of last season, and then in the first half of last season, his running run, uh, yards per run average was three point three. In the second half of the season, he got it up to three point nine by the end of the year. So he had—he's never going to be the breakaway guy, but I could even easily see him behind an improved offensive line getting a lot of those 10, 15, 18-yard runs where he punishes somebody at the line of scrimmage, stiff-arms somebody, and breaks into the clear. And, I mean, that's valuable, guys. That wears down a defense. Absolutely. That is something that Warren is not built for. Then Warren can come in after Harris has already pounded on these guys, and he can do his thing, and that's what his specialty is. Harris is a great receiver. So's warm. I mean, you've got two really good players. It's not a problem. The only way you make drama in this case is to manufacture drama. And people did that this week for clicks. And they got a lot of the community and the fan base worked up saying, oh, yeah, man, Warren might ought to be the starter. That, that's ridiculous. And that's my opinion. I'm happy with one, two punch. I'd like to see maybe a 60 40 workload. And let both guys eat. Yep. Yep. For sure. Hey, man, for all my Steeler fans out there, Steeler Nation, man, everybody's over in the live chat, just relax, man. Yep. Remember, Najee Harris, he is him, man. He's yep. him all day and night. He's the guy that you want to tote the football mm-hmm. come November and December when it gets cold and crispy up there in Pittsburgh. You know, we got to go in and run into Cleveland. We got to run down to Cincinnati. He's a big, strong back that will punish most linebackers and definitely all defensive backs in the league on a one-on-one deal. Now, he might not break an 80-yard or a 50-yard or a 40-yarder, mm-hmm. but I, I much rather would break a defense's back by having him get 12 on the first carry, 11 on the next carry, 10 on the next carry, sub in Warren, let Warren hit him for 10, and then go hit him for eight and for six. That's how you do it in Pittsburgh. That's how we've always done it in Pittsburgh. We're going to beat you up physically. Yep. So pump your brakes, all those people out there, on the clickbait tip. Yeah, pump it. Tell them, Tate, pump your brakes. <laughs> Najee's the guy. Warren's good. I said he's Maurice Jones, Drew, maybe part two. He's a little bitty strong bowling ball type running back. Mm-hmm. But Najee's him. He's him. I actually have Jalen Warren somewhere between uh, Doug Martin, who used to play for the Tampa, and, and yeah. Austin Eckler. Muscle Eckler. Yeah, yeah. Good, yeah. good, good, good call, Tate. Good call. But as uh, far as Najee goes, man, come on, man. We already pumped the brakes. Like Steeler fans, you just, you just, you just getting a little bit, a, a little bit worked up for nothing. Yeah. Najee's had three carries so far this preseason, yep. and when you think about. His first year, I mean, he he deserves to play with a competent offense. Yes. Absolutely, yes. I think the offense may finally be competent this year. Yep. But his first and second season, <laughs> he was the offense. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we had we had 
We had an old, old, old Big Ben just yeah. uh dumping it off or getting it out right away because the line was so bad. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> and you know, so they leaned on Najee a lot. The offense couldn't couldn't get any explosive plays. Last year, like Shannon said, he started with a foot injury. Yep. So he really wasn't himself traveling the break after the after the bye. He averaged over one yard, one yard, one more yard per carry than he did the first half of the season. Facts, Tate. Facts. And the, yep. and the offense only will be better. Yep. You yeah. have you have more uh what's it called? Continuity, because the guys mm-hmm. most of them have played together. This is most of their second and third year in the system. Yep. You're gonna see a whole different offense this year, man. So, <clears throat> I like about I, I like the the difference. I like I like smash and dash. I like what Shannon said. But you know, even though Jalen Warren is dash, the thing they both have is incredible football character from the running back position. Absolutely. Yes. And I think that means something for for the team that we're trying to build. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Anthony McFarland is the other guy. I mean, not saying he's not tough, but he's not cut like. Najee and Jalen Warren. No, no, no. He'll, no. he'll definitely be that. He's serviceable though. He's well, serviceable. Good. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. good. I I watched him his last year in Maryland, almost beat Ohio State by himself. Yeah, he was killing him. Rest in peace, Dwayne Haskins. Um, but you know, Dwayne Haskins came through that game. Y'all was at that game. I think it was like 54-52. Ohio State went for two. Yep, and scored. No time yeah, yep. so I really expect um Anthony McFarland would be good, but no, we're gonna lean on Najee Harris and Jalen Warren both. And I agree with the 60-40 split. Yeah, talked about. But real quick, we're gonna jump to break, guys. If you're watching on YouTube, stay with us. If you listen on audio, we gotta pay a couple bills. We'll be right back after these couple of messages from our advertisers. And we're back on the Pump Your Breaks podcast. Great, great, get it going for the second half. We're just going to wrap it up a little bit, guys. <laughs> yes, sir. Hey, so, Tate, that yeah, live sorry. chat is lit up over there, bro. Lit up. See, oh, man, please that's, that's... make sure. Make sure you hit that like button. Let's get this algorithm going and it pass this information on to a friend. But it's lit up over there. We appreciate it over there. When everybody What's rocking up, with Big us tonight. G? You guys see any comments that, that you want me to pull up, Shannon? You can you can pull up your own, but you know, we appreciate everybody being here, man. But real quick, Definitely. because I really feel like we got through what we want to get through pretty fast. We're gonna really spend this mo- uh, the, the last part of this second half with the live chat, answer some questions maybe, and talking about some stuff off the cuff that we didn't necessarily have in our show notes. But before we get, get to any of that, we want Shannon to explain. Shannon has an award that he's given away. Shannon, why, 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 don't you tell, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about the award that you thought would be a good award? You kind of created this on your own. It's never been given by the Steel Curtain Network before, at least not the Steel Curtain Network. Maybe you guys did it for behind the Steel Curtains back in the day. I don't know. <laughs> no, uh, that's kind of the whole point. Uh, this time of year, I'm used to participating 
and multiple polls and and voting and discussions about guys from training camp who exceeded expectations and who would be worthy to win a prestigious award that we had at my previous employer. Well, this year we don't have anything because we're a new entity. So I was like, I want the Steel Curtain Network to have an equivalent award that will pay recognition to a young man who has exceeded expectations at training camp. And I wanted to name it after one of my all-time favorite Steelers, a player that I have immense respect for, uh, not for his just his performance, his character off the field, uh, his hard work and his dedication to turn himself into the player he became. And so I kind of approached uh, the my colleagues with, I wanted to name the award the Brett Kiesel Award. And so these awards are going to go to a pleasant surprise of training camp. Somebody who kind of, a long shot who's really earned roster consideration. That doesn't necessarily mean that they are going to make the final roster, but that they're in the discussion for making the final roster. Now, the the person that I chose as this year's recipient uh, is Spencer Anderson. Yeah. Who shares a lot of similarities with Brett Kiesel and that he was also a seventh round draft pick out of Maryland. And, you know, when he was first drafted, I said, who? And then I said, why? Because I had done a lot of evaluations, but I did not evaluate him. Now, I have complete faith in Andy Weidel because he's the king of the round bellies. And if he sees something in this kid, I got to figure out what it is. So after doing a deep dive, before I wrote the grading the pick article about Spencer Anderson, I found that he had been a total team player. He had played all five positions on that offensive line for Maryland during his tenure. He sacrificed his opportunity to maybe score higher in the draft evaluations if he would have focused on a single position. But he stood and put the team first. And that signals to me uh, that he is incredibly versatile, more than likely ambidextrous, because he can play either side of the line. Correct. Uh, there's things that guys take for granted. They say, well, move him to the other side. Some guys can't do it. If you're no. predominant right hand, sometimes you can't work on that left side. Correct. Not if you've always played the right side. So I, at first, I I admit, I thought, okay, I talked to somebody from familiar with the Maryland program, and they told me that he could do all five positions functionally. Correct. Which is something that Kendrick Green still can't do. Uh, <laughs> you out of here, bro. <laughs> exactly. They said that he is a high character guy. He's a leadership guy. And they said that they believe that he will eventually be an NFL starter. And they believe his future position is center. Huh. That's intriguing because the Steelers could use a center down the line. Yeah. So I started, I did a little more research. And I found out his RES score was 9.37. Correct. Fact. I mean, that's elite-level athleticism. Yeah. So I'm like, how in the world did he fall to the seventh round? 
Okay, he's 6'5", but he's got 32 inch and a half inch arms. T-Rex. So, yeah, he's another Kendrick Green with the reach, but he has much better technique, much better footwork. He's got a great football IQ. You have to to know all five positions. Correct. Big G, you know this. Yeah, so correct. We're talking about a guy who's very talented, that he had one measurable that didn't measure up, and it caused him to fall. So I think the Steelers got a steal. I think Andy Weidel is struck again because he knows the round bellies. And, and I am thrilled. to, to he, had, he was the easy choice for me as the winner of the Brett Keys Award because I do believe that he has earned a spot on this 53-man roster. Yeah, agree, Shannon, without a doubt. Congratulations, man, young man. You deserve to make it. You put a lot of work in, a lot of energy and effort. We do believe you're going to make the 53-man roster. And, Shannon, I just can't even overemphasize enough how difficult it is for a guy to switch from left to right, let alone to be elite, because you can't forget that in the NFL, they're the best 1% of the 1% to make it in the NFL. So this guy is an elite athlete. And to go from left to right and play every position functionally, not just yeah. there, but play it functionally, is a skill set within itself. So I believe he's going to make it. And he could possibly one day be a center, a starting center in the NFL. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, I agree with you guys. The level of, of just – the 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 mental part of it. I mean, yeah. if, when 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 you play one side or the other, Big G, you know, you play offensive line in high school and college. I played I played in high school, and just you know, you you learn your playbook, you learn your side. Yeah. So to mm-hmm. be to go to go from left to right or right to left, every everything flips around. Yeah, yeah. everything your your back pedal flips around. Your hand placement flips around. I mean, everything you're doing is different. So, so the his 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 level of, of intelligence and to be able to adapt and do these things speak yeah speaks a lot for itself too. And yeah. and the amount of physical dexterity. Yeah. I mean, to be able to go from right to left and left to right. Hey, I think I think that's that's really overlooked by the average football fan. You yeah. know what that's telling me more about the kid than anything? Outside of his intelligence to be able to understand that everything's backwards on one side to the other, it tells me that his biggest attribute is he has outstanding balance. His balance has got to be unreal. Yeah. Because even at the tackle position with the set, you have your left hand down and you're, uh, you're drop kicking your left, your left leg. Yeah. Right hand down, drop kicking your right leg. So that means this kid's got balance and strength in both left to right. Because also... Most people don't know this. The right tackle is normally the weakest offensive lineman on the whole dang old field. It's ne- the left tackle is the strongest guy. This, the left tackle is the stud. The right tackle is the weakest one. So, so for him to be able to go and say, okay, because he lined up at right, but to be all the way go back over to the left, oh, he, he's, he's, a, he's an athlete, and he's got outstanding balance. <clears throat> hey, Big G, yeah. the only time I would argue with that is if you got a left-handed quarterback. Facts. Sometimes they want that stronger ta- tackle to be the right tackle. Yeah. If that's his blind side. But yeah, I agree with you. Normally that's the case. Yes. Yeah. Hey, so 
so because we're looking for stuff down to to finish up for the next 10, 10, 12 minutes, I'm gonna pull up this comment from Wes. What do you guys think? He said, anyone who truly believes Colbert was a great GM, go back and look at his classes. Do we think Colbert was a great GM? Go ahead, Shannon. I, I, I got to answer this one. Uh, Wes might have been reading some of my recent stuff. Um, it's such a breath of fresh air, guys, what Amar Khan and Andy Weidel are doing. Yeah. If you watch every day, you can see stuff in the tracker that the Steelers are working out this guy or that guy. They are constantly uh, taking calls. They're making calls. They work 365 days a year to try to strengthen this roster. Now, in the second half of Kevin Colbert's tenure, the last decade, let's say, he became a guy who worked up through the draft. Then he took a long vacation. And when the season started back, unless they was injuries in in, uh, training camp, then he was present again. You didn't hear about the Steelers trying to reach out for anybody, yeah. try to do anything. Uh, he he become complacent. He become uh, too comfortable in his position. He represented the Rooney's wishes, and he I don't think he ever went to the Rooney's and like, guys, I think we need to be more aggressive here. Yeah, we've got the killer bees in their prime, and if we keep a defense. They surrounding these guys, I believe that we can win a title. And then they would have a every year they had an injury here or there, and they couldn't recover from it because they couldn't trade for anybody. Because Colbert sat on future draft capital like he was clutching his mama's pearls. Yeah. I mean, nothing was more valuable to him than future draft capital. Yeah. We've already seen Con trade future draft capital. Absolutely. And they trade again to get it back. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, you can do that. There's no rule yeah. against it. Yeah. Con is just younger. Andy Weidel is younger. They understand the modern way of roster building. It had passed Kevin Colbert by. I have nothing but immense respect for him. He's an all-time Steelers legend. So, but the so truth think- is, the last 10 years, he was complacent and the game passed him by. Yeah. To, and, and that's where I'm going real quick. To Wes's comment right there, I mean, I think he he drafted uh, Najee Harris and Kenny Pickett both. They're both on the roster. So I just wanted to just clarify Facts. that. Um, Facts. But I think Kevin Colbert, I think he was – it's kind of like the discussion. You have Big G and, you know, we do other podcasts. The basketball discussion, the GOAT in basketball. Yeah, yeah. It depends on the era that you're in, right? Yeah. I mean, Michael Jordan definitely was the GOAT of his era. And LeBron's been the GOAT of this era. Yeah. I think Steph Curry is right behind him. But Kevin Colbert was from the old school where they did things different. Now, yeah, I do like I do like the new wave, the new, the analytical gym and, you know, get all these pieces and make the salary cap work like Omar Khan does. It's great. Yeah. 15 years ago, that's not what they were doing. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So I think Kevin Colbert was great for his time. Yeah. I think he's but, a Hall of Fame general manager. Go ahead. But on the, over the second half of his tenure, he quit making connections. If you watch, look back at the trades the Steelers did make, 
they all were incredibly one-sided. He would catch a team desperate to move somebody, and he would take advantage of that situation. You could do that once, but that team's going to be like, I ain't going to deal with him in the future because it was one-sided. Sometimes you got to give a little to get a little. You got to create and foster relationships. And he did not have that. There was a certain segment. If you listen to the other teams talk, their fan bases and even their front offices, this, they considered the Steelers and Kevin Colbert and the Steelers front office aloof. Yeah. I mean, they, they was not going to, they did not want to deal with the Steelers. The Steelers were the last team that they wanted to deal with. Like trading with a team in your division. That's how a lot of teams looked at dealing with Kevin Colbert. Yeah. It wasn't that he, you know, it was a different style back in, yes, but you could still cultivate relationships. And that was his weak spot. And that's why that's where he failed to keep connections that would have helped him in the second half of his team. Yeah, no, I I agree. And Gavin's question, what were they doing 15 years ago? I think 15 years ago. I mean, you 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 sent your scouts out, you listen to them, you watch film, and like like now it's it's, it's a lot it's a lot of analytics, it's a lot of different. I mean, the the whole the whole even though they suck most of the time, pro football focus really helped change the game too. I mean, as, as, as much as we talk about them, a lot of football football guys use those raw analytics and raw numbers to figure out what they want to do, at least to a, an assist. To figure out what they want to do, yeah, you know and the, that, the big, and, and, and that wasn't available 15 years ago. Go ahead, Big G. You know the biggest thing about what Kevin Colbert the people got to understand and realize that, and the difference is, is that Kevin Colbert hit it out of the park when he drafted his franchise quarterback. That's the difference. That most of the time in the new age, new age, they're always trying to make deals and stuff like that because it's what have you done for me lately? But 15, 20 years ago. It's the it's the, you, it's the it's the NBA NFL. Correct. 15, 20 years ago, when you landed your franchise quarterback and you landed him on, you know that you were competitive and could compete complete for the for the playoffs as well as the Super Bowl every freaking season. So you try to add pieces around that franchise guy, but sometimes those pieces just don't fit. And your court your franchise quarterback centric all the time versus like saying, okay, I got to build the trenches up on both sides of the ball. I got I to gotta look to get some defensive backs because we got to shut the other opposing team's offense down. Now, when you got your franchise quarterback, you know, it's almost like the Mahomes mentality in Kansas City. They believe without a shadow of a doubt, they're in every freaking game that they play just yeah. because they got that dude playing quarterback. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what, Steeler fans? We had that dude for a long time. Except for the last two or three years of his career, Big Ben handled his business. You know, so he was out there getting victories with we games we wasn't supposed to win. We won because of Ben. You know, hey, Big so, G. Yes, sir. I hope I know you do too yeah. that he done it one more time. Oh yeah, before with he Kenny Pickett. <laughs> yeah, he gave us a Christmas present. I hope. I hope with, yeah. with KP8, man. I think he did. I think he hit it. I think he hit out of the park one more time. So yeah. if anything, Colbert can be known as understanding and knowing how to get a quarterback because I think he did it twice. And if he did that, you got to give him credit. I yeah. mean, and then he traded for Mika Fitzpatrick. Absolutely. Smart. I, mean, I, think, I think Miami thought like, oh, we were going to top five pick. Being, yeah. being hurt. And he, he traded 
He traded for him the week after, first week after Ben was hurt. Absolutely, Jay. Yeah. He drafted TJ Watt. He drafted TJ Watt. Come yeah, on, bro. Tank, look how one-sided that turned out to be. Yeah. That's what That's- I'm saying. He would find a team or a franchise and a GM that was wounded, you know, and he would take advantage of it. I yeah. give him credit for that. But he just couldn't do the normal everyday transactions, the conversations, phone calls. He didn't have those connections. But, but yeah, I'm I not think, taking away from his legacy. I think, yeah. I think, I think that was whoever Miami's general manager was. That was this fault because they thought they yeah. thought they were going to get a high pick because Big Ben was hurt, and Tomlin did one of his best coaching jobs. There's nothing to show for it, you know. I mean, but he took Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph, yeah. and and was eight and eight. And got some yeah. victories. And, yeah. and really, victories. they were eight and five and ended with a three-game losing streak. Yeah, yeah. Could have made the playoffs. Definitely could have made the playoffs. Yeah. So, Never doubt Tomlin. I, I agree. That's, that's a whole – we could have a whole show about that. Yeah, yeah. We could have a whole show about how great Mike Tomlin actually is. Yeah. So, you know, this because there'll be a lot of Pittsburgh fans to be on some other – as far as Mike Tomlin, I've been wanting to tell him all the time, man, go kick rocks, man. <laughs> Mike Tomlin is the top five coach ever, ever. So, you know, so, so get up out of there. Tell him, Tate, get the kicking, <laughs> get the kicking, you know, so, so go kick rocks, man. You up out of here, man. <laughs> but, uh, but okay. So it's, it's, it's a good time. We're going to, we're going to, Finish a little early there. We we we're not coming down the home stretch trying to get to the end. Um, what do you? Well, I want to just while 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 we here, congratulate my my brother in law Dennis Mitchell. He's Shakari Richardson's coach. She won the. She's the fastest woman in the world right now. She won the hundred meters. I watched that. Yeah, in the world championships. So, shout out to my brother in law. Congratulations, Dennis. Be to see you at Christmas time, bruh. Yeah, yeah, but what's yeah. up? What, what what's up, Shannon? What you got going on, man? Well, uh, you know, like I said, tomorrow on the Still Curtain Network, uh, be sure to check out the the article about uh, uh, Brett Kiesel Award and, uh, and and wrote some of the part, stuff I discussed here on the podcast. But there's some other tidbits of information in the article, so be sure to check that out. And and again, just uh, always appreciate. Uh, our faithful community and and the support and uh, you know we can't do none of it without you guys. So again, thank you. For sure, for sure. Hey, uh, hey, or big Go G, ain't, ain't there a ain't there a, a contest for yeah, Stone Curtain Network? We uh, need to talk uh, about. I've got it. I'm coming. I'm coming with it. All man. right, right, right now. First, first of all, once again, thank you all the fans in the live chat. We appreciate you. Please make sure you continue to rock with me and Tate Boy Fresh. As we carry this thing over to the Homies Podcast on Fridays, we're going to get it in with B-Dirt and Payday, do our thing round-robin style with the AFC North for sure, for sure. And check out, we got a little special something coming off that Homies after party. You're going to hear about it real soon. The overtime going on with the Homies because we got another live podcast coming to spin off that's going to be live on all those social media links that you see across the board. And please, 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 don't forget to check me, Take Boy Fresh, my brother Mod out on the Know It All's podcast on Sundays. Man, we getting that thing in the same way, doing that X breakdown and all whatever else on all sports. So please. But however, 
I was given a special assignment by Jeff Hartman. Jeff, thank you. Oh, yeah, I, I can't forget about me and Tay Boy Fresh on the Cavs podcast, That Rather Cavaliers, and my and the young fellow, the little fellow, Relly Relly Hall, man. So check that out for sure, for sure, on Fans First Sports Network. And while I'm at it, I got to plug myself. Guess what, ladies and gentlemen? Big G got a college football, college sports podcast coming on Fans First Sports Network. Thank you guys over Fans First Sports Network for giving me an opportunity. You're going to hear us live on Wednesdays. It's coming at you real soon, man. So we got a, a big time sports, college sports program coming. However, I got given a special assignment by Jeff Hartman. I got to make sure I take care of business and, and spread this to all our fans. Listen, we started from nothing. We started from the bottom. Now we're here. You know, we're here as far as Fans First Sports Network, Steel Curtain Network. So we want to do an appreciation thing to our fans and all the people out there. So as of today, this announcement comes from the leadership of Fans First Sports Network per Jeff Hartman. Attention sports fans. Are you a fan of the NFL team? Would you love to attend one of your favorite team's week one games? Well, guess what? You're in luck. Fans First Sports Network is giving away four free tickets for week one of an NFL game your choice up to $5,000. The rules to enter this contest is very simple. Step one, go to contest.fansfirstsports.com and fill out an appropriate information. Step two, find us on Facebook and like our page. And that's it. Once you've done all that, you've been officially registered to win four free tickets to any week one NFL game. What are you waiting for? Go enter your shot at the action and see your favorite team in action. Contest ends on September 4th of 2023, and you guys go out there and get it because we're giving away four free tickets to whatever team you like. First game, up to $5,000. So we appreciate you guys out there that's been rocking with us. When we transferred over from the BTSC to SCN with Fans First Network, and this is our way to give it back. We appreciate you guys out there and Fans First Sports Network, Steel Curtain Network. Mm-hmm. Re- re- repeat the website for Wes. For sure. Contest, C-O-N-T-S-T dot fansfirstsports.com. That's all you got to do is go there and fill out the appropriate information. Yep. Say, it, say, it, say it one more time, G, just because we got time. Got you. Go to contest, C-O-N-T-S-T dot fansfirstsports.com and fill out the appropriate information. Good stuff. And Afton asked earlier in the thread, she said, what's the name of it? I don't know if she was talking about the new show, but it's going to be, if you were talking about that, Afton, yeah. it's going to be Homies Overtime. Yes, what sir. we're going to do is do our regular <clears throat> homies on Friday night, and then we're going to transition. It's going to be a new it's going to be a new YouTube channel available. It's going to be on the FFSN channel. Yeah. And we're going to go overtime. We're going to talk about more than Steelers in the AFC North. We're going to yeah. get down to the nitty gritty. We're going to talk about football, some college football. We're going to listen to pay and be dirt terrible fantasy and betting advice. Like we don't, we don't know, <laughs> we don't know what we might talk about. Yeah. But I guarantee one thing I do know. Is don't listen to them guys. <laughs> yeah. After so the Big G College Football Show. Yep. We got a that, vote on okay. it. We got a vote on it, and it's going to be called Level Up. 
The name of the show is called Level Up. L-E-V-E-L-U-P. Level Up. So that's what like, we're going to do. I, I like that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It's going to be off the hook. It's going to be off the hook. I got a, I got a, I got a couple new uh, 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 podcast hosts coming in the chamber. So it'll be Big G like you see on Steel Curtain Network. But, man, I got some guys sitting in the chamber, and they coming. So we ready to go, man. They got Big G mentality too, man. So so it's going to be off the chain over there man, and level up. Too much of you talking about yourself in third person all the time. That's all right, bro. That's what we do around here. <laughs> hey, you should call it Big G goes to college. <laughs> nah, 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 again, nah. again. Big, big G been to college, man. <laughs> it's, it's time to do something different. Janet, stop encouraging to talk about yourself in third person. Hey, you about to get the kick rocks, bro. Kick rock. <laughs> you go kick rocks, man. Well, well, you know, you know, you know. I never, I never hesitated getting it to myself. Yeah, bye out. What you need to do, Big G, is take a walk before we get out of here. <laughs> you told me to spin the block, bro. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you talking about you? No, I told Big I told Big G to spin the block. <laughs> hey, but thank thanks everybody for joining us. Be sure to check out all the steel curtain, all the steel curtain network for all your Steeler content, along with all the other great, great uh, you know, platforms and and and, mm-hmm. and, and channels you can listen to. Uh the audio channels, the audio shows, Jeff Hartman's Let's Ride every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. That's the one I listen to most. Bad language. They play, they play the the upload the homies on audio. If you miss YouTube, they up here Shannon's the hangover. Everything you see on YouTube, you can get on audio and you can get more audio. So check us out. But until Friday for me and Big G, until Monday on the hangover for Shannon. We appreciate everybody for joining us in the live chat, and we about to be out. Shannon, take us home, bro. Yeah.